Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, met fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Croakington, who was the winner of the joust, having defeated Midanor, who turned out to be, well... Well, I won't say it right now, because, well, that would be spoilers. But if you watched the previous episode, you'd know, and also you'd know if you'd played the game, which you should. Anyhow, having completed the joust, we, we've, we, the Sangard Keep is now an explorable area, which we'll do that soon. And Faliban is still hanging around on Sarngard. Presumably slowly going through all the adventures here, just like me. And it's took a little gap to go somewhere else. Let's see who, who finishes first. Adventures for this location. But now, as the champion jouster... Time to get our incredible prize, Stormgate, the mighty, fearless steed of Thane Mazabak. Now the thing is, uh, Stormgate is so recognisable to everyone that I can't really take him, take him off the island because then it will be obvious. That I, that regular dude and Sir Crokington are the same person. So, until this whole thing is resolved, I'm just going to have to... Unless I can get a reverse wing of disguise for Stormgate. Maybe I'll do that. The mighty fearless steed of fame. That's back. Start the adventure. Here we go. It's a cool, it's on a cool, rainy morning, morning that you are met in the Grand Hall of the Keep by a monk, young man who introduced himself as a servant of Thane Mazenbach. The servant tells you that Thane is at last prepared to grant you your reward for having won the recent jousting tournament. Excitement rose up from within you as you follow the young man to the eastern arm of the Great Keep where you step into a newly built and guarded stable. Standing on the northern end of the short stable corridor is a wide, freshly, step, freshly swept stall. In a wide, swept, freshly swept stall is the magnificent, deep grey charger, mounds of muscle whipple beneath the sleek cope of this regal steep. This is your first glimpse the legendary mare known as Stormgate. Stormgate gazes at you with an almost knowing look as you slowly approach your stall. Quite a prize there, says the servant, who stares in awe at the majestic horse that Thane Mazabak has bequeathed to you. 
quite a prize indeed. Oh, oh, poor Mezabak had to say goodbye. I bet there were. I, I, what, did he cry a bit? I would have cried a bit. Yeah. Go. I hope you don't. Okay. Yes. It's a sorrowful thing for Fane Mazatback, surely. You step forward and closely place your hands on the muzzle of the magnificent horse. Stormgate leans forward, pushing her broad nose into you, and her dark lies look deep into your own. Unmistakably, you sense a deep understanding and a tense emotion beneath the horse's steely gaze. You realise at once you are in the presence of a truly remarkable creature. You are hardly able to believe the powerful mare standing. Standing before you is yours. You acquired a mount. You are now the proud owner of a ridiculous, of a magnificent charger. To view information about your new heavy warhorse, please click the mounts link located in the lower white corner for your character's pain. Well, okay, let's look at these mounts. Let's view the details about Stormgate. Stormgate, who is healthy, young, and indifferent, because uh, nothing was ever set in place to actually change those stats. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's look at Stormgate very closely because few details. Stormgate is a young, healthy female charger with an indifferent disposition towards you. This powerful and swift horse was given to you by Thane Mazapak. As part of your reward for winning the jousting tournament held on Sargard Island, mounds of muscle whipple beneath the sleek coat of this magnificent steed. Now the stats of Stormbait are speed is 5 out of 5 and endurance is 5 out of 5. She is the best a horse can be. Yeah, if she got any better she well she can't you can't bet any better as a horse you just can't and of course you can change your horse's gender which is quite rude really just changing someone's gender without asking them you can you can rename your charge you put definitely not doing that you could i can't you can wide stormgate but the whole Stormgate is an obviously identifiable horse who is probably quite famous amongst certain circles. And so if, and everyone knows how Stormgate was given away, so if Stormgate turns up on the other side of the kingdom in the presence of Sir Crokinton, my entire disguise is ruined. So I can only wide Stormgate around on Sangard Keep for now.
until, of course, the whole mission ends. So, yeah, anyhow. So that's why I'm not... That's why I'm not widening. Widening Stormgate wide now. Once Proving Ground 6 is over, I will. After examining Stormgate and determining that she is indeed a mount worthy of the fame or a king, you turn your attention to the back of her stall, where a black cloth bag rests against her ornate saddle. The thing wish the thing wish for you to have that as well, says the servant, nodding in the direction of the bag. I was told not to look into it, and I haven't, of course. You open the bag, and surprised by its contents, a fist-sized smooth black stone and an iron medallion that bears a fearsome-looking snake's head. As you ponder what the Thane might have meant by such curious words, you reach down and take hold of the stone, intent on having a closer look of it. No sooner do you close your fingers around the smooth rock, a staggering pain shoots through your head, causing you to drop your item as you struggle to maintain your balance. Yeah, I know, it's another assassination attempt! As you lean back against the side of the stall, as wave after wave of pain stabs through you. The pain in your head rapidly subsides, as immediately replaced by a powerful rush of euphoria that overwhelms your senses and leaves you breathless. 4,096 experience in general, which is nice. And 2,048 experience to all skills and powers. Which is very nice. Now with that I'll be able to level some things up. But I'll do that. I'll do that later. As your head begins to clear and the wash of euphoria subsides. You look down at your feet and watch with fascination. As the smooth stone dissolves into a thin black puddle. The young servant gasps and grasps his hand to his mouth as he stares down, wide eyed at the whippling surface of the small dark ball. Ignoring him, you pick up the iron medallion and take a closer look examination of it. It's the snake's head medallion. Let's have a look at it. Miller waiting. Five. Stanley points. Five. Neville Reserve. Five. Now, when this was first released in-game, this was, by a huge margin, the best, best neck armour that you could get outside of tallies. And it's, it's still... Well, how does it compare to what we've got? I mean, it's got two more Neville Reserve, but a lot less Stanima... Stamina points and melee points. Melee waiting. So it's not. No, it's probably not not worth equipping now because I've got all these super powerful seasonal event items. But if I didn't have those, it would be going on straight away, which would um, reveal who I am. So probably for the best that I don't. The piece is. Let's have a look at it. Anyway, this rather fearsome-looking iron medallion, dominated by the sinister, leering head of a fang snake, was given to you by Thane Mazapak 
as part of your reward for winning the jousting tournament on Sargard Isle. A symbol etched etched into the centre of the medallion depicts five serpent tails entwined around a sword. This piece is rather fearsome looking to say the least. The sinister leering head of a fanged snake dominates the iron medallion. A symbol etched into the centre of the disc appears to depict five serpent tails entwined around the blade of a sword. You carefully, very carefully, place the medallion in amongst your possessions. You sense that the bewildered and obviously mystified servant of the Thane is still uneasy about the incident that inspired with the smooth black stone. He bows cautiously when you dismiss him, and tell him, and you tell him to you de- deliver your sincere thanks to the Thane, with a swift nod to indicate that he will carry out your wishes. The young servant turns and departs, walking with long, brisk steps as he hastily makes his way out of the stable. When he is gone, you turn your gaze to the magnificent horse, whose eyes seem to be fixed on you. You once again taken in by the animal's beauty. As you stare into its wide, glittering dark pools, you find yourself wondering just what this animal has seen and what great secrets it must know. You can't seem to fathom why Thane Mazabak would willingly part with her. As you reach up and stroke Stormgate's muzzle, a sinister thought stirs in your mind. You wonder, just perhaps, if this magnificent creature is any way interested in any secrets you might know. 64 experience to general. But of course... That really doesn't mean much after the 4,000 experience we just got. And that is the end of this adventure. And that is, and that makes it the end of the joust. Alright. Can I... Can I ex- actually explore anything yet? Seven. Yeah, you can visit the Jagged Hills. And... Oh yeah, and um, and after and my stats have been risen by MRSP and MV wins by one due to the help of that other horse that I have. Anyhow, I'm just gonna start with exploring Sangard Keep. Explore Sangard Keep. The halls of Sargard keep harbour both intrigue and peril. Proceed with caution of you are indeed bold enough to explore the corridors of Thane Mazapak's rebuilt island stronghold. Hold on, I'm going to save now. Because there's a few things in Sargard keep where you can fail. And I don't want to fail. Because I'll be letting someone down. Explore now. Exploring... Sangar Keep. You're moving through one of the keep's upper passages when you happen upon a curious scene. Half dozen men being watched by a white-haired man standing in the middle of the passage are hard at work attempting to raise a massive bell into the into place at the top of a narrow tower. The white-haired man is standing directly beneath the weighty bell. 
which is currently 20 feet above his head and is staring intently staring up at the rising object. Lucentia has placed himself in such such a way to take note of the bell's position and study the shape of his whim. Quite a job getting this one up there, he says, turning to acknowledge you. We should have had four more backs for the task, but you work with what you give him. Almost didn't. A loud snap from above sends a chill the length of your spine and causes your heart to skip a beat. The screams of the men positioned above the passage reach your ears as the shadow of the great bell rapidly expands on the cold stone of the passage floor. The massive object is plummeting into the corridor. You shout your own warning to the white-haired man, but he appears to be frozen in terror, staring at the bell now washing down on him from above. Oh, I've got, I've got literally... It's, it's going to fall down in like three seconds. Right, right. I could probably use. I could probably use the. The the, use, physics, calculations to work out exactly how long. It would take to fall. In fact, I'm gonna do that now. Apparently, it's gonna take 1.1 seconds to fall the 20 feet and crush that guy. So. Fortunately, <laughs> good good thing uh, Swift is turn-based, and you know gives me time to wait. Because if this was in real time, yeah, I'd fail. No way. I mean, talk about quick time events, eh? Okay, so I've got some options here. I could just push him clear. I could use telekinesis, elementalism. Fortification or gating. Now, this is the reason I just saved. I'm going to use um, fortification. Succeeded. 16 XP to fortification. You summon your power of fortification, and a broad arc of silver sparkles immediately appears above the head of the motionless man. The massive bell clangs into your hastily summoned barrier. With a, rever- with a deafening clang, before dropping to the floor with a reverberating thud. Your masterful and timely use of your power has saved the man's life. The man, though shaken by the incident, is not injured, and tears well up in his eyes as he thanks you for saving his life. After having somewhat composed himself, he tells, tells you that his name is Curtilmore. And he's commissioned to create several new bells to replace those that have hung in the keep's towers for centuries. Any bell waker worth half a token knows not to stand under a hoisted bell, he says, sighing as he shakes his head in belief. I wanted to see its shape from below, as it was a true masterpiece. Well, you could see what such foolishness nearly got me. Never again. Kurtheim tells you he hails from Talonus, where he has long made a prosperous living as a master bell founder. My foundry is the largest in the kingdom, he says proudly. It very nearly became founderless. A good bit of luck, good bit of luck that you strolled by when you did, and that I passed the and that I passed the power check. 
was only 86% chance of success. But I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> you introduce yourself to Curtin and his eyes widen. The bellmaker tells you he's heard tales of your exploits. And he's never dreamed he would find himself snatched from the jaws of death by a hero of such one man. Well, honestly, uh... It happens quite. It happens to a lot of people. You spend the. You spend the next several minutes conversing with the bell founder on a wide variety of topics, while his assistants scramble to move the heavy, and now hopeless, hopelessly damaged bell. Out of the passage. Much to your surprise, Kirkham seems to pay little mind to his wound masterpiece. At length, you bid Kirkland farewell and jokingly remind him to stand clear of any future bell raisings. He frowns and then smirks, assuring you that he will never again admire his worth directly underneath. Well, at least until it's properly hoisted, you know, and tied in place. With that, you turn, off, turn and set off on your way, eager to resume your exploration of the, pe- of the keep. And that's 128 experience to general for saving this guy's life. You know, apart from, as well as a 16 experience to fortification. Keep exploring. While exploring, while exploring the halls with your keep, you certainly find yourself overtaken by a powerful and inexplicable sense of dread. Despite the fact you can discern no rational reason for the certain onset of fear. You quickly replace this, place your steps, till you once again find yourself in more familiar surroundings. Well, you're on Sarnguard. That's reason enough to be terrified. I mean, I've, I mean, I've had snake people just go straight into my bedroom. I've had rocks fall on me for no apparent reason. That bell just fell down on nearly crushed someone. I'd have friendly joust and people tried to kill me several times. Yeah, it's... you. If you're on Sarnguard, you are in peril. Especially if you happen to be, like, regular dude and poking into things which do not want to be poked into. Even a little bit. I know, that, that was the find-nothing message. You're moving along one of the Keats' more narrow corridors when an intense stabbing pain suddenly shoots through your skull. The pain rapidly intensifies, blurring your vision and making it seem as if your head will immediately explode. Intimately explode. You've come to the horrifying realisation your mind is under siege by a powerful psionic attack. Right, they're having another go at me. Well, they're just, just going to keep trying, aren't they? Keep trying to kill me. With their, with their minds. Make my head explode. Anyway, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind, 20 from aura, 20 from spirit. Got to get 100 or more, or my head explodes. Pick now. Okay. 63. Failure. Despite a valiant effort. You are unable to fend off the more powerful effects of the sonic attack that's ravaging your mind. 
You collapse to your floor in a heap as the pain stabbing through your head intensifies. 44 points of damage. Okay, it wasn't quite enough to explode my head, it just felt like it. After nearly a minute, the attack subsides, and you're able to sit up, slowly and painfully, you regain your feet, thankful to have survived the assault on your psyche, but mystified as to who or what is behind the sinister attack. With no desire to linger here even a moment longer, you quickly set off on your way. Keep exploring. In, in a now out-of-the-way passage high in the keep, you discover the recently completed life-size statue of Thane Mazepak. Thane's gloved hands rest, pure, rest squarely on his hips, and the jewelled hilt of a broad sword spokes out from the ornate sheath that dangles from his thick, studded belt. The craftsmanship of the statue is remarkable, and you find yourself wondering why it has been placed here, out of sight. After spending a few minutes examining the piece, you once again prepare to resume your exploration of the keep. And I can, I can go back to that whenever. Because when you see a statue as cool as that, you remember where it is. Okay, we'll turn to previously discovered. Statue of Thane Mazepak. Can I use... Okay, can I use the power of thievery here? No. Alright, can I use... Arcania? No. Can I use the power of the law? No. Maybe there's something I can do here? Maybe there isn't, I don't quite remember. Keep exploring. In a broad passage just off the one of the keep's main corridors, you run into Luakan. The advisor is pacing the south wall of, wall of the hall, with his hands folded behind his back and his eyes scouring the floor. It seems obvious to you that he's searching for something. As you approach, he looks up and regards you with a forced smile and a swift nod, before quickly lowering his gaze and resuming his pacing. You decide to leave him to his mysterious task and promptly resume your exploration of the keep. So if I find something on the floor, maybe it's his. Keep exploring. While moving through one of some of the more secluded passages in the keep, you suddenly find yourself overcome by the nagging fear you're being followed. Well, I probably am. Now and again, strange out-of-place noises from somewhere in the corridor behind reach your ears, causing you to stop and glance back over your shoulder. It's time, however. You can see no sign of anyone lurking in the passage. Well, there are those on this island that do not use their eyes to see, or their ears to hear. So presumably, they can follow me without, you know, being close at all. The unsettling thought that you're being trailed as you move through the keep only serves to strengthen your resolve to stay on your guard and get to the bottom of the strange events that have plagued you ever since you set foot on the aisle. And that was a nothing happened message, but in a, in a spooky Stark Guard way. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, there's a sense of dread. More dread. Lots of dread around here. Bit more dread. Dread. You explore many of the keeps, twisting passages, but discovering nothing of interest or importance. Still, you'll find yourself continually noting, with awe, the grand scale of the ongoing effort to rebuild and restore the formidable fortress. Uh, it makes my grand residence look slightly less grand. But it's still grand. Alright, there's the I'm being followed, and I probably am. Alright. Alright, yep. While moving along one of the keep's corridors, you encounter a group of guardsmen making one of their routine patrols of the fortress. The guards immediately recognise you and greet you respectfully as they pass. Once the patrol is no longer in sight, you set off to resume your exploration of the keep. Keep exploring. Am I being followed? Of course I am. Okay, there's, there's a lot of the... There's a lot of those nothing happens message, but creepier. Oh, it's another psionic attack. Same check as the first time. Pick now. 91. Failure. It hurts a lot. Again, and it does 42 damage. With no desire to linger here, even a moment longer, you quickly set off on your way. Keep exploring, keep exploring. Let's find some dread. Am I being followed? Of course I am. Hello, guards. Hello, again, guards. Are you the same guards? Am I being followed? It's another sonic attack. Bonus 60. Got to get 100 or more. Pick now. 101. Success. You manage to fend off the more powerful effects of the sonic attack that's attempting to ravage your mind. But you still suffer a small amount of damage, just two damage. After nearly, nearly a minute, the attack subsides, and you quickly set off on your way, mystified as to who or what is behind the sinister assault. Keep exploring. While moving down a broad hall in one of the keep's upper levels, you pass a door set into the east wall. As you approach the door, you can hear hushed voices coming from behind it. But the moment you step, stop in front of the heavy oaken slab, the noises, the sounds swiftly fade into silence. You stand perfectly still in the middle of the passage, listening intently, but you hear nothing further from behind the door. Okay, I could just open the door, I could ignore the door, I could use thievery or divination. I think I'll use thievery. Maybe if I, I can sound like I'm walking away, they'll, ca they'll carry on talking. Something like that. Vorex to Thievery. Pressing your well-trained ears at the door, timbers of the door. You listen... You listen intently to what you presume to be three individuals drawing breath directly behind the wooden slab. You're certain whoever is behind the door is waiting to surprise you, should you decide to open it. Alright then, I'll open it. I'll surprise them! 
You throw, you throw open the door, startling the three men directly on the other side. Two of the men are brandishing short swords, and the third man, who appears to be unarmed, quickly turns away before you can see his face and flees into the gloom along the passage at his back. You firmly plant your feet and draw yourself into a defensive posture. The two men throw themselves at you in a frenzied attack, slashing out wildly with their blades. You manage to fend off their quick, you know, initial assault and quickly counter with your own attack. It's two swordsmen. Now, I'm just going to subdue them because, considering what we've already learned, it's quite possible their minds are no longer their own. The two sneering men strike out at you, the short swords. And also, if they are willing in this, I should question them. The enemy deals you a savage blow. Another savage blow of eight, nine, and now ten damage. They strike out. I stab. But, you know, non-fatally. Another savage blow for nine damage, and they are subdued. Twenty-one XP. One one of the two men you've subdued is still conscious, and you quickly place your foot on his chest, pressing him into the floor, while demanding to know why it is you're attacked. The man appears reluctant to answer your question, but issues you a warning in a trembling voice. You're in danger here, he says, his eyes wide with fear, he stares up at you. You and all, and all your, and your friends, all in grave danger. You know nothing of what is truly going on here. Your only hope is to leave now. Why you still can? With that, the man laps into unconsciousness. A quick search of the men reveals only their swords, which you decide against taking, in case they've been somehow identified and connect you with the events that transpired here. You do, however, discover a small quantity of gold on one of them, which you promptly acquire. That's twelve gold got. After, after making certain you're still alone in this passage, you close the door swiftly resume your exploration of the keep. Keep exploring. Meter patrol. Sense of dread. Sense of dread. Sense of dread. Okay, I'm going to pause it for a bit until something new turns up. While strolling along a broad passage on the eastern side of the keep, you spot a small object lying at the edge of the hall. As you draw up to it, you realise it's a thin copper wing. You promptly reach down and retrieve the item. It's a plain copper wing. It has no stats. And I think someone was looking for it. That person being Luakan. You found this plain copper wing at the edge of a corridor while exploring Sangar Keep. After studying the plain copper wing for a few moments, you slip it into your pocket and once again prepare to resume your exploration of the keep. Keep exploring. It's Luakan again. I can show the plain copper wing to him. It's a link, you don't have to use items or anything. The moment you draw the wing out and show it to Luakan, the advisor's eye light up. Light up, and a look of relief washes over his face momentarily replacing his usually dour countenance. Without saying a word, he reaches out and snatches the wing from you, stretches it closely for a second or two, and then serves it into his pocket. He's got it now. 
I owe you a great debt of gratitude, he says flatly. His look on his face slowly returns to one of stoic indifference. I've looked everywhere for it since I lost it two days ago. It has great sentimental value to me. I wouldn't part with it for all the world. Thank you, regular dude. Something tells you Lukai is telling the truth. For you sense the ring means a great deal more to him than he is willing to reveal. 256 experience to general. Lurikin thanks you again. You're about to set off on your way when he suddenly takes hold of your arm and places a small leather pouch in your hand. It's hardly reward, he says, but please take it. Thank you again, regular dude. After Lurikin has departed, you open the pouch and are surprised to discover it contains four adventurer tokens. Woohoo! After securing the tokens, you once again resume your exploration of the key. Okay, keep exploring. That's the guards. Okay, I'll pause until something new turns up. And here it is. One night, while exploring several of the less travelled passages within the keep, you stumble upon a curious find. As you round a corner in the corridor you've been following, you spot three men in the gloom ahead, emerging from a hidden door set flush into the western wall of the passage. You treat around the corner and wait patiently to hear the footfalls of the three men toiling away in the opposite direction along the hall. Then, eager to find out what lies behind the hidden door, you step back round the corridor and move up to the well-concealed portal. At first the door is difficult to detect, even when standing directly in front of it, but after a few moments you discern its outline and even manage to locate a hatch near its base that will undoubtedly serve to open it. You've made special note of this location, Secret Door, and I can go back any time. Find out what lies behind the secret door. Using the latch, you open the door and discover a set of narrow steps spiralling downward into darkness. After listening for a moment, and to make certain no one is moving onto the stairs, you begin a slow and cautious descent, eager to see where this hidden stairwell ends. For nearly a minute, you transverse the steps, to at last, you arrive at the bottom and find yourself gazing along a passage that stretches off into the dense shroud of gloom to the east. You're standing at the base of a set of stone steps that spiral upwards into shadow, the far western end of a long dark passage. Okay, I'm in a little room. It's it's mostly a, it's mostly just a little square with alcoves off. To the north, east, and north. Okay, and there's something along the eastern side of the square. While passing through this section of the corridor, you spot something out of the corner of, what, corner of your eye on the wall to the right. You stop and face the wall, allowing your eyes to scan the surface. For several minutes, you become convinced it was merely a trick plays your eye, by your eyes. Thick shadows linger in these musty halls. Hmm. Use the power of my thievery skills. It succeeded. 64 experience to thievery. Your well-trained eye notes a faint rectangular outline set between the large stones that make up the wall of the passage. You carefully retrace the outline with your finger and discover that the rectangular stone is loose. Slowly and cautiously you you remove the rectangular piece of stone to reveal a small hollow set in the wall 
Resting at the back of the hollow is a small square of stone. You reach in and take possession of the curious item, tiny stone square. This is the small stone square you discovered hidden in the wall passage on the lower level of Sangar Keep. Okay, I'm going to use it now, so it will be on the quick use list. After replacing the rectangular piece of stone to conceal the hollow, and tucking the small square of stone safely in amongst your other belongings, you once again prepare to resume your exploration of these musty passages. Alright, on to the northern alcove. A large chest rests against the north wall of this deep alcove. The chest is large and extremely heavy, making it impossible to move. You know, without help at least. The chest wasty stone lid is closed and there's no visible keyhole. Where the other means by which you might hope to affect is open, make a closer examination of the chest. Your examination of the stone chest reveals a small square impression set in the top of it. Oh, we just got a square! Let's use that. Used it. 32 experience to general. Well, that's always a good sign. You fit the small stone square into an impression at the top of the chest and it promptly disintegrates. With a slight groan, the heavy lid springs open. Staring down into the tear of the chest, you spot a small you spot a black cloth pouch which you promptly retrieve. Much to your surprise, the pouch contains another four adventure tokens. Yay! After carefully examining the interior of the chest, you close its lid and prepare to once again set off on your way. Alright, now just the northwest alcove. Here lot what sounds like someone or something moving to the north and west. Alright, I'm gonna go there then. Something's moving to the north. As you draw to near to the end of the passage, a pale yellow light suddenly stabs out the shadows ahead. You creep closer, keeping one hand on the wall, until you can plainly see four figures hunched over something on the floor. The pulse quickens when you realise the four figures of Tarzel. Resting on the ground before the four snake men is a stone tablet. One of the Tarzel continues to sweep a flicking, flickering lantern over the curious object. Which all four of the vicious creatures seem to be studying intently. The Tarzel have not yet spotted you. Okay, I can go back south, I can confront them. Or try to retrieve the tablet without confronting them. I'll confront them. Because presumably, if we leave them around, they'll probably do something bad. Right, time to heal anyway. But now confront them. You boldly step into the pool of light cast by the Tazar's lamp. The four snake men hiss in alarm and draw back in draw back in alarm upon catching sight of you. Each of the vicious vicious Cesar quickly draws short swords, and with their cool gazes fixed on you, begin swiftly slithering along the passage in your direction. Okay, I can fight them, but I can use archery first to knock one out or something. Succeeded. 4xp to archery. In a remarkable display your bow skill. You notch and fire two arrows in rapid succession at the advancing Tazar. The whispering shafts find their marks, burying themselves deep in the thick necks of the cool snake men. The two, two Tazar emit hideous gasps as they collapse to the floor, 
and weave about for several seconds before ultimately succumbing to death. The third and fourth Tazar, apparently undeterred by the sudden loss of their kin, continue towards you, forcing you to shoulder your bow and assume a combat-ready stance. Honestly, I doubt even the Tazal are really in complete control of their own actions here. Presumably whatever mind mind they originally had has just been hollowed out and replaced by something. You quickly find yourself locked in a gruesome, gruesome battle to the death against your merciless slivering foes, a sword wielding Tazal Stabby 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 stab stab times. The Tazar mercilessly slashes at you with his deadly blade. And is slain. 14 XP. The fourth and final Tazar is swiftly upon you. Slashing out furiously with his deadly sharp blade. Hmm. I think I would have got more XP if I just fought them manually. Oh well. It's not like experience is that hard to get. I mean, I mean, if there was hundreds of experience, I'd, that would probably be worth noting, but for 20 or so, not really worth the bother. Slashes you with his deadly blade. I stab with my deadlier blade, and it is slain. 22 experience. You step over the course of Tazar take the stone tablet around which the vile creatures are gathered. It's an X-stone tablet. This thin stone tablet bears a series of crude etchings that depict hawks, hawks in various stages of flight. The etch, etchings on this tablet are nearly identical in style to the ones that adorn the small flat stones you possess. Okay, they're probably all linked together then. I've got a small X stone, small X stone. I've got three small X stones, and then I've got the X stone tablet. Alright. Hmm. What could these mean? Well, this crude stone tablets. You should present the tablet to Moonlaw in his tent in the west camp of Sargard Keep. And by Milanor, of course. When you reach the base of the stairs, you closely examine the stone tablet and are shocked to discover it bears multiple etchings of hawks in flight, almost identical to the etchings found on the small stones already in your possession. As you carefully replace the tablet in amongst your belongings, you're now more certain than ever you hold in your hands the key to the key pieces to a sinister puzzle well that's it climb the stairs and leave this place i think i think that's everything you can do in sangard but i'm gonna have to check with the wiki first and sangard keep on the island itself there's still more to do yeah that that's all that that's all that I can find in exploring Sargard Keep. Presumably there's a lot more mysteries here, but they're all locked away where we can't get to them. 
I'm sure if, I'm sure if we could somehow get into Thane Mazabak's womb, private chambers, we could probably discover most of what's happening on this island. Or at least know which bits he's responsible for. But obviously that place is locked up tight. And I'm kind of not... And I can't really force the issue... Because he has an army. <laughs> and I'm trying to stay at least partial. Uh, trying to stay undercover. And that would sort of. Blow my cover wide open. So. As as the item explained. Let's show that to Milanor. To the West Camp. Visit Milanor's tent. Thane Pollen. Known to everyone else on the islands as Milanor, he's actually in command of a large force of mercenaries. Mercenaries that have already scored considerable successes against the Nanowak north of the Outer Marcus. Well, of course. Honestly, I think this is what the Thane always wanted to do. This is way more fun than managing than managing that that city filled with crime. Because the thing about criminals is they hide. You can't just look at someone and say, yeah, that's a criminal. Unless you're really, really racist. But then you're not being accurate. You're just being racist. The thing welcomes you to his tent and immediately asks if you have anything to report. You spend a considerable amount of time deep in conversation with this with the disguised overlord of Twithic. Oh, there's a link for Nanowak. For time uncounted, the island has been home to two large and savage tribes of trolls and goblins, the Kulturag and the Nanowak, respectively. The names of these two fearsome clans, both of ancient Ardavari origin, were given to them by the Tyson soldiers who engaged them when Sangard was first conquered 500 years ago. Klutok translates to Heart of Wage, while Nanamog most readily translates to Bloodseer. The Klutok troll, trolls and Nanamog goblins had inhabited the island and had been at war with one another. Since before the mighty cities of Tyson were even standing. The arrival of human invaders, however, brought the two tribes into an easy but necessary alliance. As they strove to push back the tide of humanity that had threatened to overrun and forever change the savage shores of Sangard. The only home they have ever known. Alright, I think that's new for us. Show the etched stone tablet to Miranor. 32 experience to general. Oh, good sign. You show the etched stone tablet to Thane Pollard. While, while he carefully studies it for several moments, then looks up to meet your curious gaze. There is a meaning to these stones, and to the etchings they bear, he says. Our mutual friend and my trusted agent, Uriel, Believes that she knows something about them. She discovered old writings among the keep's preserved documents. Ooh, that's handy. 
that something can survive for 300 years. Hmm. I'm guessing... I'm guessing it wasn't preserved on anything as puny as paper. It's probably vellum or something. Because that stuff is tough. Especially if you put it, say, deep underground. And, you know, put some salt around to stop it from getting damp. Or magic. Could just use magic. She discovered old writings from the Keats preserved documents that speak of a sorceress that supposedly lives amidst the peaks of the jagged hills, north of the hold. And apparently is still there. <laughs> Even though it's been 300 years. Or maybe the heir to that sorceress is there. But of course, as, as we know, magic, it, as, well, as we will find out, magic extends life. So, maybe it's the same sorceress. The Thane thrusts a steaming mug of paleo into her hand and rises from the wooden bench upon which he has been seated. He strides up and peers out of the flap of his tent for several moments before retreating and retaking his seat. I need you to explore those hills, regular dude, he says, hesitating slightly before using your assumed name as if he had momentarily forgotten it. I believe that what you might find there will bring us closer to the heart of this business, of course. We might certainly find ourselves regretting just such a development. Thane Pond smirks, then reaches over and slaps you on the shoulder. Your travel outside the hold won't, won't be questioned, he says. You're practically a legend on this isle, and elsewhere for that matter. See what you can find in those hills, but take take great care. Be certain which will report to me regularly. You nod and tell the Thane that you will immediately commence your exploration of the jagged hills. He wishes you luck and stands to meet you in a shoulder cross before you depart. As you pull back the flap of the tent and prepare to step out into the bustling camp, Thane Pollen calls after you. Mind yourself out there regularly, he says. And watch your back. Once outside the boundaries of the keep, you will be on your own. And honestly, that's probably a good thing, considering a lot of the people around here. With a final nod not to acknowledge what he has just said, you turn and exit the camp. Okay, so Jagged Hills. There's a sorcerer there. Or there was a sorcerer there. Or there will be a sorcerer there. And apparently this sorceress or sorcerer or whatever probably has some clue what the heck is going on here. Because I don't really know. I don't know at all. It's all lies within lies, schemes within schemes, wheels within wheels on Sandgard Island. But next time, we will be going to the Jagged Hills. And hopefully, we'll get some clue as to what is happening around here. But, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.